Hello again, everyone. This is Nurse Mo, and welcome back to the Straight A Nursing Podcast. This is episode 187, and today we are continuing our series of all the secrets of successful nursing students, and we're already on secret number five. Before we dive into that, I want to take a quick minute for a listener shout out to Kristen, who has been using the Straight A Nursing Planner, and this is what she has to say. I'm obsessed with this planner. It's amazing for nursing school. My student affairs office suggested planning my studying exactly how this planner broke it all down. I love it and have seen a dramatic improvement in my organization. So thank you so much, Kristen, for those kind words about our Straight A Nursing Planner, which is designed especially and specifically for nursing students. If you guys are interested in checking that out and getting as organized as Kristen is, then you can check the episode notes for a link to that. So ready to dive into secret number five of successful nursing students. Okay, let's do this, you guys. And this might blow your mind. I don't know, but this is an issue that so many students have. And I hear this time and time again, especially first semester students who maybe haven't learned this secret just yet, and they really want to do well. You guys, all of you guys are so dedicated, so smart. You want to do your absolute very, very best. And you struggle. You struggle with the amount of reading that is assigned in nursing school. So secret number five is that successful students do not do word for word, all the reading for nursing school. And the reason for this, straight and true, is it's impossible. It is just about impossible to accomplish, especially on top of everything else that you have to do in school. Now, one caveat here, some students, their learning style is heavily, heavily skewed toward reading and you retain and that works for you. You're a fast reader. You have excellent retention and recall of things that you have read. And other learning styles just don't do it for you. If that is you, then you may need to read everything or close to it. I'm talking about students who have a mix of preferred learning styles and don't have time to do all of that reading, okay? So and that's probably most students. It was certainly, certainly me. Now, I'm not going to say that successful students don't do any of the reading, but they do it in a very selective and organized, systematic, intentional way. And I'm going to talk about how we do that kind of in a step-by-step format. So two things that successful students do with their reading is that they skim read before the lesson, the online module, the simulation, the skills lab, what have you. And then they use the book as a really great reference after the lesson to fill in the gaps. So let's tackle that first part, that big part. How do you skim read for nursing school? All right, so we've already decided, I've got you on board, that you're not going to read your textbook cover to cover like you would a great spy thriller, right? It's not a novel. You're not going to read it like a novel. But you are going to skim read prior to lectures, prior to online modules, 
Sims, things like that, so that when you go into these things, you're not walking into them with no information. You're not walking in completely blind to the topic. You walk in prepped and ready to really put the ideas and concepts together and apply them. I like to think of skimming ahead of time as like priming the pump. You're getting your brain ready for maximum learning when you do attend the lecture, the online course, the sim, whatever it is. So think of it kind of like your appetizer before the main course. So when you're skimming, the first thing I want you to do is read that chapter introduction. This will give you an overview of what to expect from the chapter and what you will learn. It it basically says, what are we learning today? What is this about? So read that chapter introduction. And then as you're going through the chapter, read all of the section subject headers. Okay, that's going to give you an overview of what that subsection is about, what that main idea of that subsection is about. And then read the first sentence or two of each subsection. Now, if that first sentence does not pique your interest or you can tell right away, okay, I don't really need to know that right now, then you have done enough. You at least know what it's about. But if it piques your interest and it starts answering the questions that you're having in your head about the topic as you go, then keep reading. Okay, but if it satisfies your curiosity in that first sentence or isn't really information that you need, then you can go and go on to the next step. I want you to be looking in these sections for words that are bolded, words that are italicized, words that are in a different color. These are going to be key concepts or key terms that you definitely need to understand. And when you're learning key terms, I don't want you to just learn what the word means. I want you to be thinking about it in context of everything else that you are learning. Read any sentence. Don't just read the word that's in bold. Read the whole sentence that goes with it. And again, if that sentence piques your curiosity, answers questions that you're having in your mind about the topic, then you are in a good spot. Keep reading that part. So by this stage, you kind of have a general idea of what the topic is. Now you can go through and look at charts, diagrams, graphs, any images. Take a moment and, and don't just glance at them. Take a moment to try to understand what the visuals are conveying. And this is a great mental exercise. It really exercises your brain in a little bit of a different way, especially if you're a visual learner. I know a lot of students say, I'm a visual learner, reading the book isn't working for me. This part of the book will work great for you, paying attention to charts, diagrams, graphs, images, okay? So look at them and interpret what they are saying. And then I want you to look at things like tables, things that are called out in a box, things that have a border. It's called out. It wants your attention to go to it for a reason. This information is definitely key, so check it out very, very carefully. Along with that, you want to notice any bulleted or numbered lists. So numbered lists are often step-by-step things, right? And a lot of times in nursing school, you have to know step one is this, step two is this, step three is this. So pay attention to that. 
and then bulleted lists as well. Try to determine what the purpose of those lists are and how they fit into the overall concept. And as you read, and you will get better at doing this as you go, I want you to try to think like a nurse. And what I mean by that is this, what information do you need to know about this topic if you were working with an actual patient? So what problems would the patient have and what would you do about it? How would you assess the patient? What will you teach them? All those kinds of things that I cover in the latte method, the straight A nursing latte method. And I will link to that latte method template and I will link to that in the episode notes so that you can get an introduction to the latte method and have a really great template to use. And what some students do as they're reading about a disease condition is they go through and they fill out the key parts of this template with that very focused information that you would need to know to take care of a patient with whatever the disease condition is. So again, I will put the link to that in the episode notes. And then another thing that you can do before you close out your skim reading is read that chapter summary if one is present, and usually it is. So read that chapter summary. And sometimes those chapter summaries in nursing textbooks will include a few questions. See if you can answer them. Go back into the chapter to find the answer. And now you're kind of using the book as a reference which is the next step that you're going to do after class or after your lecture, your online module as well. So now let's say you've done all of that. You've done all the skim reading. You have a good idea of what the chapter's about. Maybe you've downloaded the latte method template and started adding things to it that you found in the reading, and now you're going to go to class. Maybe you're going to finish filling out that template while you're in class, but let's say class has happened, the lecture's happened, the online module is complete, and now you have little gaps to fill in your knowledge, maybe an assignment to complete all of those things. So after the fact, we're going to be using our book as a reference, and it's a fantastic reference guide. And for many of my nursing school textbooks, this is the main way that I utilize them. So again, you're not reading word for word. You're not going back and reading the whole chapter now, but you are actively seeking out answers that you have in your mind about this particular topic. What I would do during lecture is if something I was a little fuzzy on, I would just write myself a note, look this up, or I'd put a question mark or a star or some kind of visual indicator that that was information that I wanted to go back and explore deeper. That's the information that I would go back and read in more detail in my textbook. As I was doing care plans, I would use the textbook all the time to fill out my knowledge about the pathophysiology of a disease or who it affects or how it's treated. Your textbooks are fabulous, fabulous reference materials. Now, sometimes you will get an instructor whose exams very heavily rely on the textbook itself. So if this is the case, then you may need to do more reading, okay? But I'm going to share with you my method and what we did when I was in nursing school that made this 1,000 times easier 
and more enjoyable than reading the whole thing word for word. So basically, we formed a group of very responsible students. So that is the key. They have to be super responsible, and you have to trust that they're going to do their work. And we each would take a chapter, you know, or maybe two chapters, depending on how many chapters were in the book and how many people were in the reading group. And each person would take their chapter, and when it was your turn for that chapter, you would read that chapter fully, word for word, and make a very detailed outline of that chapter, and then share that outline with other people in your reading group. So we did this for mental health. We did this for one of my like nursing theory, history of nursing classes. It was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Now, the reason this worked is because we chose the group very carefully, and every single person in the group met their deadlines and their commitments for creating their outlines and did them exceedingly well. Now, of course, you can see this could fall apart at any of those stages. So again, I'm saying how you structure it, the people that you invite, just make sure that they're as dedicated to this process as you are, and it should work really, really well. And I would even say that if somebody doesn't submit their work on time, you have a ground rule that then they are out of the reading group and they don't get to benefit from everybody else's hard work. And that should be motivation enough to stay in the group and do the work. But this was so helpful for us because we did not have time to read each chapter in that much detail. So for mental health, I only had to do that for a couple of chapters, maybe three, and the rest of the entire book I probably still have somewhere on my computer in outline format. So it was absolutely impactful and saved so, so much time. So I hope that helps give you kind of an idea of how to approach the reading for nursing school, okay? Skimming with intention before the class, the online module, whatever it is, and then going back and filling in the gaps, filling in your knowledge gaps, using your book as a reference, and then if you really do need to get into the details of the text, forming a reading group that will make detailed outlines. So I hope that was helpful for you guys. And next episode, we've got a really, really interesting topic. We are going to be going through necrotizing fasciitis using the straight-A nursing latte method. So it's a really interesting condition that I honestly thought was going to be really rare when I first went into nursing. Turns out I've seen it a whole bunch of times. So necrotizing fasciitis is what we're going to be talking about on the next episode. So I will see you then. And if you want all of the secrets of successful nursing students and don't want to wait for me to drip them out over the next couple or three months, then you can download the free guide, 20 Secrets of Successful Nursing Students. I will put that link in the episode notes as well. All right. See you soon. Bye for now. This podcast is brought to you by Straight A Nursing.